Welcome to Contractor Cuts, where we cover the good, the bad, and the ugly of growing a successful contracting company. Welcome back to Contractor Cuts. My name is Clark Turner. I'm Jared Flo. Thank you guys for joining us again. So this week we are talking about subcontractors. Yep. Um, just like homeowners. Sensitive topic right now. It's hard very, to very find. Very sensitive. Them. Very yeah. hard to find. And really, I mean, it's, it's the lifelong struggle of contractors. For sure. It's finding good subs. Uh, just like homeowners, there are good ones and bad ones. Mm-hmm. Just innately who they are. There are subs that are gonna that are gonna be highway robbery. There's gonna be guys that don't know what they're doing and overpromising. But then there's the large majority center that are as good or as bad as you as the contractor lead the relationship into. Yeah. Right. So with a, a with with subcontractors, we do so many things, or we've learned the hard way so mm-hmm. many times. Of what of guys just bailing on us? Why they bail on us? What happened? Mm-hmm. Why the, why is he not answering my call? Oh, I, he said he was going to do this and he never showed up. He didn't, and we we've dealt with that. So there is a group of bad subs that are absolutely I'm not going to work with again, mm-hmm. and that they are bad because they just don't know what they're doing. But there is a huge number of subs that we drive away as contractors by not doing certain things. That's right. And so today we're going to cover that. Today we're going to talk about what am I doing that's driving the subs that could have been good into being bad subs. Yeah. Well, and in, in the economy that we've got right now, the, the 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 pool of average they can do the work subcontractors is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah. The bad ones are, you know, they're out there. But the decent ones are hard to find. Yep. And if that pool um, if I'm doing things of the good pool of guys to drive those guys away, yep. I need to quit doing that because yep. it's hard enough by itself. Yep. I want to find the the best ones and then maintain them. And, and oftentimes we don't know the best because what they're doing, we write off as they just suck. Yeah, right? that's but, right. But the reality of it is they are often reacting to us as the leader of this relationship, mm-hmm. right? It's, mm-hmm. it's like any sort of counseling that you have in any relationship, right? right. What I am doing – is 99 times out of 100 the reason that that person's bad habits are flaring up. Right. Right. The, the the lack of things that I'm doing as a contractor are the reason that that guy thinks he's not getting paid well or being mm-hmm. paid on time or or he's not treated well. And so he says, screw this guy. I don't care about this contract. And he's going to point the finger at you. It's yes. not him. It's you. Yeah. And so from the outside, oh, that, this guy's a terrible sub. <clears throat> In reality, there's probably three contractors over there that are really enjoying using him. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that's the majority of subs that we see. Now, uh, obviously, there's outliers that we're going to set aside. But the majority of them, we're diving into the things that we do as contractors that drive them away and exactly what to do to change that. That's right. All right. So, Jared, run us through uh, the the different areas that we're going to be covering today. Right. Well, there, there's there's really two main kind of hierarchy, the, the high-end topics that are – there's things underneath of them that we do. But mm-hmm. the two topics are – Money, yep. obviously. Yep. Uh, what are they? What are they getting paid? Yep. Are they getting paid fair? Are they making good money? Like they're they're in the business not as a nonprofit. They're in the business because they want to make money and yep. they want to be able to provide for their family. So that's a huge piece of it. Yep. The other piece is how they're treated. Respect. Um, yep. Respect. And those two topics are really important because uh, there there's some different things that we do that we might not recognize that are causing them frustrations about money Both, yeah. or causing them frustrations about the way that they're treated. Yep. And if it's about the way that they're treated, they're like, I can make the same money somewhere else and be treated better. Yeah. Right. So our, when it comes to money, 
Um, one of the things is uh, like an unclear scope of work or yep. what they're supposed to do on site. Yeah. So when it comes to, to, to that, talk to me about how that can cause frustrations yes. and problems. So an unclear scope often often is me calling up a sub saying, hey, Frank, I need you to come meet me at 123 Main Street Wednesday morning. I got a job for you. It's going to take you a day. I got 900 bucks in it for you if you bring your helper. Right. right. Uh, that's what a lot of contractors do. There's no defined scope. There's like, I got some money, meet me over there. Then we walk the job site and say, okay, that needs paint, that needs paint. We need to replace that doorknob. We need to fix that. That needs to be fixed. Can you get that done today? And Frank says, great, 900 bucks, get this list done. It's going to take me all day, but yeah, I can, I can do that. And I brought my, my helper, so that, that should cover us financially. That's, I'll make right. some good money today. Right. Frank does the work. He finishes, calls me up, says, hey, I'm all done. I say, great. Uh, thanks for doing that. I'll hit you up when I got another job. Uh, that was on Wednesday. On Thursday, I go out and look at the house. Well, he painted that wall and that wall, but he did not paint that wall. He forgot that doorknob. He forgot the doorknob, mm-hmm. and I know I told him about the doorknob, and he didn't do that other two things. And also, why is the carpet pulled out in this room? Yep. <laughs> Call up Frank. Say, hey, man, you're not done over here. He meets me back over there on Friday. I'm at my third time at the house. Frank's like, nah, you said to do these things. No, I said I wanted this, right? And so there's this this misunderstanding of what he is supposed to do to earn the money that I'm going right. that we agreed upon. Right. And so now he's like, this guy's trying to screw me over. I'm and, being taken advantage of. Yep. And, yep. and he's, you know, I'm out here for a third time now and it should have been a one day job. Right. And, and for us as a contractor, it's like, this guy's no good. He's trying to get out of here without doing what we agreed upon. Mm-hmm. And there's this tension and this anger that happens. And I, I lost this up. Right. When, in reality, if I had a work order mm-hmm. that I showed up with or that I emailed him and said, Frank, here's your work order. It's 16 lines. I think you can get it done in a day, maybe a day and a half if, if, it, if it, you know you don't get working quickly. Right. Get these things done. It's a checklist. 900 bucks. Is that fair? Frank says, yeah, absolutely. This is everything. That's good. Mm-hmm. It's a well-defined scope line by line that also the homeowner signed off on. That's right. And so me and Frank walked the house. We look at these items. He's asked his questions mm-hmm. to make sure that what I listed out are defined. Yep. He does the work. I go walk it. Everything looks great. I pay him his money. He's on to the next job. He made well, 900 bucks today. On those on those line items, the demo of that carpet wasn't on there. Yep. Because yep. I didn't want him to do that. Correct. And but the correct walls to be painted were on there. The the five doorknobs, not the four. Mm-hmm. Right. He knows exactly what can be done, and that uncertainty now becomes clear, yep. and it feels like you're on stable ground and on the same same page. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So having that clear defined scope in a work order that you both have is is key, and that work order, like we've talked about before, is also the same line-for-line, word-for-word write-up that the client signed off on in their estimate. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So now there's – so if a client comes out and says, hey, contractor, you were supposed to paint three walls and say, no, I'm not, mm-hmm. not a worry. Hey, Frank, I need you to paint an extra wall because that's, that's what right. you're supposed to do. Right? And there's not, there's not this who's responsible for what happening. Right. So, yeah, that is one of probably if not the biggest area – it affects so much. Yeah, it, it, it's, it affects so many aspects of the job, from the way the client is feeling about the job to your sub to what they're what they're getting paid. If they're feeling they're getting taken advantage of, the amount of trips that we have to take yep. as a contractor going back and forth, and just general reduction of frustration. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 huge. I mean, it's the when I do this scope for nine hundred dollars, if I can do this in eight hours, I made some good money. Yeah. 
as opposed to that was my expectation, and this contractor had me come back out three times. So I didn't spend eight hours. I actually spent 19 hours mm-hmm. because I had to keep going back and doing stuff that I didn't understand I was supposed to do for that money, and I'm never working with, with this right. contractor again. Right. Well, one of the under money, one of the other things that I've got is um, uh, payment terms. Yep. So – what is uh, you know when are when am I getting paid? What am I getting paid? Yep. All of that stuff. How does uh, how does the normal contractor community mess this up? Yep. So let's talk about this in two ways. One, how it gets messed up, and two, the way we suggest it's not loved at the beginning, but loved long term. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so paying subs, it gets screwed up because contractors. Let's let's go back to that Frank example. Mm-hmm. I got, I'll pay you nine hundred on Thursday when I find, when I do your final walk. You did the work on Wednesday. I'll, I'll walk it. If everything's good, I'll cut you a check. Yeah. So in that sub's head, all right. I got nine hundred bucks on Thursday. Rent's due on Friday. I'm good to go. But you know, and and so he's already in his head. Wednesday night, I'm done with the job. I'm gonna get that money tomorrow. Check the box. Life is yeah. good. I missed a doorknob. I missed one of the walls, and I demoed something I wasn't supposed to do. As a contractor, I can't pay you. I'm not paying you, man. Get that stuff done and I'll pay you. Well, I can't come back out there till Friday to to do that stuff. Well, that's on you. Well, I need my rent check by Friday. Well, that's on you, man. Mm-hmm. Right? And, or I pay him the 900 and I just hope that he wants to come work another day for free, which he right. never will. You know, right. He never wants to. Or I show up on site. I see the work. I'm like, dang it. I forgot the checkbook. Yeah. I don't I don't have that. Yep. I, okay. I'll, I'll get you a check tomorrow. Yep. Yep. And so then you don't follow through on it. You forget about it and whatever. Walking around, they don't know if they're going to get paid. They hope that they're going to get paid. They expect payment. And I'm walking around making payment decisions on the on the fly with a guy in my ear saying how much he needs to pay his rent tomorrow. Uh-huh. Right? And so there's bad decisions made on giving loans to guys that you thought you could trust, yeah. on giving a little extra on on giving money that wasn't agreed upon, but your scope was unclear. Yeah. How many times? How many times have you and I made that mistake? And almost every project manager who has ever worked for us said, "Hey, I went ahead and paid this guy." Yeah, yeah, you know. And yep. every time it bites you in the butt. Yeah, every I mean, time. Yeah, it, you, we've got probably three crews that have been with us for a long, long time that we've successfully done that on occasion with. But they've earned that. And they've earned it, and that's the exception. And it's bad money management for our mm-hmm. company. Mm-hmm. So even if you want to do that for someone, I can't ask the client for that money to pay right. me for the work until you get done. So I'm going to go ahead and loan you the money, hoping that you get done and not get the money back for a week or two mm-hmm. until it actually gets done. Right. So that's one of the one of the ways that, that uh, pay, getting paid on time and getting paid consistently – doesn't happen right right for us the way we do it and and a lot of times it takes some pulling the teeth um is we set our contractors up to pay once a week same day every single week whether it's however you like to pay you know we've got we got contractors that like to do direct deposit we got most of them like to like to send checks so yeah we're mailing checks every wednesday the guys get paid on friday so whatever you did from last wednesday to this tuesday gets mailed on wednesday and you get on friday so that way they know by Tuesday how much they're going to get on Friday. Yep. It's, yep. it's already talked about, decided on. It's not just I was expecting something and it didn't show up. Right? <laughs> so that, that, that consistency, A, allows our, 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 our project managers to go through their list, check everything, and say, okay, you know what? Paint's 50% done. Hey, you know what? The, this is 60% done. In our software, you pull it up. Boom, that's 50. Boom, that's 60. And it pays them the proportionate amount of what they're done. I got 1000 right. bucks for paint. It, I say it's 50% done. It pays them a check 
goes straight into QuickBooks for 500 bucks that we print and mail, and it's mm-hmm. done. So yeah. there's a consistency on them getting getting paid. They it's, know when and it's how. It's reliable. Yes. Yeah. And it might be slower than they're used to, mm-hmm. and that's that's the that's the hard part of cha- of turning that ship. Uh-huh. But you cannot duplicate yourself and grow your company by walking with a checkbook. No. Nope. That is single guy, two guys maybe, small yeah. man mindset. And you can do that, and that's fine. You're just never going to be able to grow no, and duplicate it. you can't it. duplicate yeah. it. Why, yeah. why would you be setting up systems right now in your company that you're going to have to change in a year because well, you no, want to just, grow? Just hire a new project manager and give him a blank check and tell <laughs> yeah. him to walk around and pay people. Yeah, I, I hope he spends my money well, yeah. right? And yeah. so that's – Getting consistent pay is good for both sides, not just the sub. Correct. But yeah. but letting them know they're getting paid every Friday and this is how it happens mm-hmm. and it's going to come in the mail and it's going to come well, this The contracting way. business is a cash flow business. It, it is. is. It is money in, money out. Yep. And when you have so many uh, uh, unsteady places where money's going out here and out yep. over there and I'm going to go ahead and pay this guy extra and – you cannot ma- manage the money correctly that way. Right. So uh, the the last category, last thing that I have under the money category is um, job consistency. Yeah. Um, you know, hiring on a guy and saying, "Hey, I need you to go out here and I need you to do this work on this job," and then that's it. Yep. I don't have anything else. Maybe I've got something for you a month from now, two weeks from now, whatever. Yep. The, um, this is the hardest one to, to solve because yes. when I'm growing and I'm swinging a hammer still myself. I might be doing one or two jobs at a time. Mm-hmm. So I got I, I need your help. I need you to do this one thing for me today. I might have another job in three weeks. That is a way that you're going to lose subs. Not not maliciously, but subs are going to go where they can have consistent right. pay. And I, th- th- this isn't something that I necessarily recommend, but it is something that one of the guys that I'm coaching is doing. He has uh, a, a little slow running jobs right now. He's got some coming in the future, but he doesn't have a lot. And he's got some really good crews. And he had planned on doing some renovations on his personal house. So to take care of the crew, he put them on his house to keep that crew making money. Sure. I don't recommend doing that, <laughs> yeah. you know, but it's it's the mindset. It's the idea of uh, I want I want to keep this guy and keep him happy. And to, a part of doing that is consistency of money flowing yeah. into his pocket. Well, and, and the, the key part of keeping a guy consistently working is pre-planning, is sitting in front of your computer with the software out looking at your jobs and saying, okay, hey, I got nothing for them. I'm going to start calling some of these jobs of these people, of these estimates that are out there right. that need to land. Or I've got a job that canceled and let me try to move another one up. I'm planning on what I'm doing over the next two to three mm-hmm. weeks as opposed to figuring out on Monday morning where everyone's uh, be, going. Being proactive? Being proactive. Uh, you can't. That's impossible. You yeah. can't do so that. So doing, <laughs> doing it that way – Instead of calling Frank out for Wednesday to do that job and you meet him out there, you're not going to have another job for Frank at earliest till next week because you don't know what's happening Thursday, Friday, and there's go-back work. So he got 900 bucks this week for working for you. He right. worked for what ended up being three days because he had to keep going back out. Mm-hmm. Um, but for you, you know, I, I can't live on 900 bucks a day when I bring a helper or right. 900 bucks a week when I bring right. a helper. Uh-huh. I need another job set up for the next day. Mm-hmm. Well, our contractors that we're coaching are saying – well, I don't know if he's ready to be onto the job the next day because he hasn't finished this job. Well, that's why the consistency of a work order matters because then I can walk, walk the work job, check off the work order, mm-hmm. and and Frank, my sub, is starting to get a reputation in my brain of 
This guy, when he walks off the job on Wednesday, is 100% done. And he's also good at staying on the timeline I dictated. Yep, and so I'm mm-hmm. going to set him up for Thursday. Now, mm-hmm. my first my first try with, with him, I'm not setting him up for Thursday, Friday. Yep. But I'm, I let every new sub know we, we are looking to team up with some really good subs. Mm-hmm. I want every sub that walks in this door to be long-term with us because we are growing fast. So you're going to start off getting a little, a couple jobs, and the more that you prove yourself with us, I'm going to fill you up five, six, seven days a week. However, however much right. work you want, I'm going to fill you up with it. Mm-hmm. Now, I might not have that work sitting here today, but if I have a consistent sub that I'm starting to grow, I can go out and get that work. I can uh-huh. switch to marketing. I can switch to uh, running the company, not swinging a hammer, yeah. and go out and find the work for that guy. So That's right. getting them consistent work means I. he says, I need to pay my – Mortgage. I have a car payment. Mm-hmm. I have whatever expenses that I have to pay, and I know that this contractor he might pay me a little less than the other guys, but he I got work three, four, sometimes five days a right. week with him, and so I'm going to make sure I keep him happy. Yeah. So it's that's that's kind of a, a, a chicken or the egg, yeah. right? I need yeah. to have the work to bring him in, but I need to test them out, not give them a, a, all of my work. Mm-hmm. But one, if you can find that consistency with the guys by proactively planning out and telling them, I only got one job for you next week. I'm trying to fill up the following week. Are you available? Right. right? I'm, I'm planning three weeks in advance so they know that I'm looking after them and I'm, I'm trying to get them mm-hmm. those jobs. Mm-hmm. That's right. So. That's right. So that's that's the money side, and I think we could talk about that for a long time because yeah. it's a big piece of it. It is. Um, the, the, others, the, the other category is treatment, the perspective that we view – the labor force yep. as a contractor, the perspective and that perspective dictates how we treat them on a daily basis, yep. our interactions with them, how we talk to them, all that stuff. So the, the, the first one is uh, the idea of treating them like a tool. Yep. Um, what does that, what does that look like? And, and what's some variance well, or a and, better way? And I'd, I'd almost go to, there's two different ways of treating them like a tool. There's yeah. the dictatorship side uh-huh. where I don't care about them at all. And then the other side of, of where we're trying to go, but somewhere in the middle, is treating them like a tool. Yeah. Right. The far right, the the far swinging side of it of the dictator. Let's start there. Dictatorship is I am boss. You are my servant. Uh-huh. I tell you what happens. If you don't, if you don't shut up and go do the work, you're out of here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We've seen a lot of contractors like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, most of them probably aren't listening to podcasts, searching out yeah. uh, how to grow themselves. Well, and they have they have the mentality of like, I don't, I don't want your excuses. I don't want to hear any of your thoughts. I want you just to do what I tell you to do. Yep. It's it's a very old school mentality, and it doesn't work these days. Yeah. It's a I have the keys. I have the food. If you want some of it. You do what I say. That's right. And that doesn't work anymore, no. especially in this environment where I can throw a stone and find four people looking mm-hmm. for renovation. Yeah. Um, and so one, one of the, the keys to that, uh, the far side dictatorship, is you cannot view them as your servant. Right. They are not the person that you are – your whipping boy that you can tell what to do when and how. And right? retros, it, it, it's actually the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, we want to get to the other side of that that continuum. The other side of it is I am the servant. Mm-hmm. I, as a contractor, as a good leader, yeah. am going to to serve you. How can I help you? Right. Mm-hmm. So I can't make my client happy. Yep. And deliver the product that my client wants. Yep. Without you. Yeah. And so let me set you up for success and efficiency yep. and clarity and right like it, let anything I can do to make you the most. Uh, the the best that you can be on the job site. Yeah, let me be that for you. But Jared, they'll walk all over me. 
Yeah. Right. That's always that's uh-huh. always the answer. Uh-huh. And that's why we have what we're going to talk about at the end. But all of the paperwork in place that says these are the rules of the game. Yeah. And now I, as a contractor, to serve you, I can be a little lenient. I can Uh go ahead and help you out with this. Mm -hmm. I can go ahead and toss you a couple hundred extra bucks because that's really going to help you out. Because I've laid out the rules of the game, and when it starts breaching over the edge, I have something to point back to. So that's that's the goal. Dictatorship's on the far side. Mm -hmm. Being a servant-minded leader as a contractor is on the other side. But in the middle is where a lot of guys land. The the majority of contractors that we see are in the middle, and that is – unconsciously viewing your sub as a tool, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not on purpose. I'm like this idiot, right? Yeah. It, though You probably say that about them half the time. Yeah. But it's not saying, all right, just just whatever that crew was, that, that paint crew over there, just send them back out. I don't care. They need to get it right. Yeah. Right? That that mindset versus, hey, I'm going to call Juan myself. I'm going to see uh, what he saw in our scope to leave it that way. I'm going to help him see it differently mm-hmm. because next job we're not, I want him gone – after he says he's done, I want it to be done. That's right. I want to show him how to make more money with us. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the extra time to help guide them in understanding expectations, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? As opposed to he he's a tool to get that that house painted, right? Right. And so the the mindset of he is not a tool. We are partners in this together. I do this stuff. He does this stuff. That's right? right. I do the planning, the organizing, the client landing, the bidding. I need you to do the labor. Yep. And so we're two parts of this. We're two mm-hmm. sides of the same coin. And I need to know how I can support you better and, and, and make it clear for you to understand how you get your money quicker. Right. Uh, and so that's the difference of it is my responsibility, and I'm using you as a tool to get my house painted. If you yeah. can't do it, then get out of here. I'm going to get well, the and, and one of the one of the key things that you can do to make that switch yep. um, is take the time to think about What's going on? What has gone on? What they're dealing with from their shoes, yep. from their perspective, yep. to understand. Okay, you know, and by doing that, you're also doing one thing. You're 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 choosing to give that person the benefit of the doubt. Yep. Like, let me understand what's going on. Maybe maybe I didn't communicate well. Maybe I didn't train well. Maybe he's a great crew. Maybe if I spend a little bit more time and help uh, spell out clear expectations. The next job, like you just said, will go smoothly and it'll be fine. Yep. But it's that—that's a part of how you make that transition from these these people are just tools. Yeah. And a lot of times when they're just tools, I'm only focused on me, the client, and my money. Yep. And and, and, and a tool and, is going to give you the minimum amount of work that that's mm-hmm. that, that's asked of them. Yeah. When you treat someone a crew as a tool, they're going to get absolutely to the minimum to get onto the next yeah. one. If I'm treating them as an equal, which they are, and mm-hmm. I'm treating them and I'm advocating for them and I'm doing good communication and acting like a leader who is a servant-hearted leader making sure that sub is taken care of, yeah. they are going to give me their all. They are going to give me their best work, and yeah. they're going to be loyal to me because I'm loyal to them. Yeah. Right? And so it's, it, it, it's helpful on both sides in terms of, of how you treat them and how you view Let's take a quick break. Hey, real quick, you're listening to this podcast because you are growing your company to the next level. Getting efficient, building structure, and creating organization is a foundation of growth. We've created ProStruct 360 software so you can spend less time doing paperwork and more time growing your company. Sign up today for free at ProStruct360.com. Whether you're using our free version to send estimates and invoices and getting paid online, or you choose one of our paid subscriptions to add in sending work orders, email and QuickBooks integrations, and so much more. 
Stop putting off what you know is necessary to get to the next level. Take control of your growth at ProStruck360.com. Well, and I, I think one of the, as we were talking about this beforehand, when we were talking about dictatorship and and uh, the idea of being a tool is uh, the idea of being a team together, yep. right? And uh, you know, one of the things that, that I did when I was running subcontractors and had the clarity of moments occasionally, not all the time, but clarity of moments to put myself in this crew's shoes. I know what work they're doing today. I know that they're spending the entire day in the 1st of August when it's 99 degrees outside demoing siding and they're outside burning up. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to run. I'm going to get a cooler for the Gatorades. I'm going to, you know, whatever. And I'm just going to show up. Yeah. And that, that immediately shows to them, I am thinking about what they're going through yep. and I don't have to say anything. I just showed up with something that I knew would be helpful with what they're going through. It goes a long yep. way in loyalty. I, I've got a great example of one of our project managers in our GC company two, three months ago. Uh, one of his crews that he's, he's had for a couple of years uh, had an immediate, a death in his immediate family. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and it was pretty rough. And, uh, our project manager, on his own, raised money from family and friends. Mm-hmm. He came. He came to leadership in the company. Oh yeah, that's we, right. I we paid this. the yeah. guy for the the days of the funeral and missing or whatever. We we paid him for work on those days so he can keep money coming in for his family, but mm-hmm. could take time off to see to go to the funeral. Right. Uh, and then our project manager went above and beyond that and raised money from family and friends and gave the guy a pretty hefty check yeah. of saying. I hope this helps with funeral bills. I hope this helps with whatever you need. I am advocating for you because I care about you as a human. That's right. right. That was unexpected, unasked for, and that is how you bend over backwards and show loyalty. You do not – that's not letting someone walk all over you, mm-hmm. right? But that's – it, it, they weren't a tool. No. They were a human being going yep. through something, yep. right? And that's, that was, that, that's where that project manager was coming from. Yep. They do great work for me. I appreciate everything that they do. But at the end of the day, I don't see them as a tool. Yep. That's a human being that I care about, and they're going through something hard, and I want to do something nice yeah. for them. Now, a lot of contractors, uh, probably the majority of our contractors that we work with, treat their subs pretty well. And yep. they have two or three that are like like their homies, like best, like these are my guys. We get beers together. We Whatever it is, they are those, those and they treat them really well. Yep. And now this goes to the opposite side of what we're talking about. How do I draw the line to not get taken advantage of? Right, right? because I'm going to give extra. I'm going to raise money. I'm going to pay them for the uh, like. I I want to show them how much I care. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, this is a business relationship. That's right. And if I show them how much I care, quote unquote, with all of the profit from that job, the company is <laughs> going to close. <laughs> That's right. Right. Yeah. And so how how do we do that? And again, it goes back to our subcontractor agreement our onboarding with subs when we sit down with them and lay all the rules out that's right so then i'm not the bad guy when i gotta say no it's yeah. it's the policy i i this is we can't do this this is how we treat things you know we both agreed to this i love to help let me see what i can do this time but i cannot do this uh, again for you right right, right. so so having defined rules makes you not the bad guy well right? that that goes into so when we're talking about treatment, yeah. one of the la- we've covered a bunch of the things out a couple of different topics, but we covered the majority of those. Sure. The last one that I have when it comes into treatment is uh, being being reliable. Not yep. not being reliable causes issues. Yes, and I think 
what you just said of having those agreements and having those things puts into play the things that can be expected from yeah. both sides. Everybody knows it, but when uh, little things like your crew's on site and he says, uh, hey, I, I need to figure out how to finish this thing today, but I need the client to tell me what color yeah. or what size yeah. or whatever, will you call the client and find out? And you don't get around to it and you forget about it. Those type of things, like, God, I'm, I'm wasting money. Yeah. I'm making a certain amount you know, on this job and it just extended a day. I'm yeah. making less money now, right? And that causes incredible frustration. So yep. I think those those are two key places, money and treatment, that we as contractors can fail our subs and yeah. push them away. And well, and, and part of the reliability side of it is no no one listening to this is like, I'm just an irreliable person. Oh, yeah. I don't – you can't rely on me for Dude, this, anything. This business I'm, eats up all no, your time. It, 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 it's not that. You know, it's not the you are irresponsible, you, you're not, you can't be relied on. It is either I got too busy and I had good intentions and I forgot. Yep. Or it's, you know what? Frank didn't finish this, so I'm not paying him. Yep, absolutely. Call him and tell him he's not uh-huh. getting paid, mm-hmm. right? Be if you're not going to do what you said, you guess he'll do. find out eventually. That's yeah. on him. He should have finished what I, you know, he didn't right. paint that wall, and that's on him. I told him to paint that wall, right? Yeah. And so it's it's a it's a mindset of even if you're not going to be able to do what you said you're going to do, or if you forgot, call and claim up to it, or call and say it. Right. Hey, Frank, listen. I'm out here walking this. I can't invoice this to the client, which means I can't get you your 900 bucks. How are we going to fix this? Yeah. How are we going to do this? Because I need it done quickly, just like you do. I want you to start the next job quickly, but I can't pay you on this. Um, and and until these things are done, let's right. talk about it. Right. Right. As opposed to, I need to meet, meet you back back out there. We meet out there, and now I'm telling you, you're not getting money today. Absolutely. So, well, as as we've learned from these and made every one of these mistakes and then some. Yep. Um, we set up core values. Yep. Right. And uh, one of the three key statements is that we communicate and we advocate and lead. Yep. That goes to our employees, our clients, and our subcontractors. Yep. And there are three major things that we have in play that help safeguard and allow us to communicate, av- advocate, and lead well yep. for our subcontractors. The two main documents is our subcontractor agreement, which is what you've already mentioned, yep. and a work order. Yep. Talk to me a little bit about subcontractor agreement and work order and how that kind of helps with this stuff. So on the onboarding meeting, anytime that a new sub's in a workforce, they come into the office, they sit down, they meet, they meet with us in a neutral spot where we can sit and go over paperwork and take some time to look at it, to understand what they're doing, to understand what they're good at, to understand what they don't like to do. Oh, so you're a, you're a painter, but you're also great with sheetrock. Great. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. So, so we have those conversations, but we sit down with the client engagement agreement and we go over the subcontractor. I'm sorry. The subcontractor <laughs> yeah. agreement, uh, just like we do with the client engagement mm-hmm. with the clients, but this is on the other side the sub. That's right. We sit down with it and say, this is what I expect you to look like on our job site. This is how you don't communicate to our clients. This is what you can tell our clients know about. This is how you deal with this situation. This is when you're walking the job site, what we expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is how we pay. This is how you get paid quickly. This is how we pay uh, where you'll get a check every Friday. This is how you purchase materials. Start to finish yeah. every question that a sub's going to ask, we've written down because we've been asked them. Like, add that into the list. Yeah. And so we've got this that if you're, you're, you're a ProServe Alliance partner, you get this for free and we give it to you and help you edit it. Uh, but part of that is setting all of those expectations and helping them understand how they can win with us. How do I yeah. set them up to win with us? Because then I can help them win, right? And so that's that part. And inside of that, we talk about work orders uh, and how we look at them, how you get them. 
if you don't get a work order, well, this is like every single meeting, if you don't get a work order from my project manager, you are not going to get paid because yep. we can't process a payment don't go do the work. without a work order. Yeah. So I'm giving you full permission as my sub. If I ask you to do something that's not on your work order, say, Clark, no problem. Send me a work order and I'll get it done. And don't start the work till I send you a work order because yep. my good intentions are not going to pay you. Mm-hmm. Only thing that pays you is that work order that was that was created. Yep. Right. And so we we walk them through all of that. So when we get to these these uh, kind of headbutting matches on a job site, we just reference back to what we both agreed upon. Uh-huh. Right. And so I'm not it's the bad clear. Guy. It, it's it's like you've said. You draw the lines. Yep. You draw them before the work. Yep. Once you're on site doing the work and there's a problem, now I have a line to, to, to point back to and say, remember that? Yep. yep. We, we, that's not how we're going to operate. Yep. So right? the, the, the agreement is they understand the operations of our side and their side and how they get paid. Mm-hmm. And the work order is the communication of all of that to them on the job site. That's right. This is what you're going to do. Our work orders have what you're doing, what days each thing should start and finish, um, my phone number, how to access, all the stuff that you need is pre-built right into that work order yeah. um, easily for them to access. And, and actually, when, when you create it and send it to them, it sends them a, a PDF email of that work order instantly. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and I said that there are three key things. The two, the first two are the subcontractor agreement, yep. work orders. And the third is once you've got those two things in place, the subcontractor agreement and the work orders, the only thing you need to do from there is deliver. Be yeah. reliable, yep. and and to do that, you you should use a task system, yeah. right? That helps you remember, and you don't best intentions forget, yeah. right? And so our our software inside of each one of the jobs has a task system yeah. that will remind me, oh yeah, yeah, I told this guy I would get him this, or I would call the client, or whatever. Deliver on the things that you tell your subs that you're going to that they're expecting from you. Yeah. Have clear expectations. Let them know exactly what they're going to get paid, exactly what they're supposed to do and yep. not do on site, and clear timelines of that. Yep. It's going to treat them well. Yep. It's going to have uh, stability in knowing what they're getting paid around their money, and they're going to have consistent work. That's that's what we've done over years of making tons of mistakes. Yep. We implemented those things. And we've been able to keep really stellar subcontractors and even subcontractors that aren't stellar. We've helped create them. To we've be. helped them. Yeah. We've helped create them to be because we created a level of stability, business stability that they weren't able to create yep. on their own. Absolutely. I, I think final statement on this is. That was my final statement. Oh, my final statement. On okay. This <laughs> is, is in any relationship that you're in, and this is across the board, right? This is your client. This is your sub, this is your husband, this is your wife, this is your kids, this is your business partner, this is any relationship that you're in. Do not say yes because you want to be the good guy and you're scared of confrontation. Mm -hmm. Because if you say yes, not meaning yes, and don't do it, you're unreliable and you're untrustworthy. Yep. Every single person might short-term not want to hear no about something, but will respect you 10 times more That's right. so that your yeses are your yeses and your noes are your mm-hmm. noes. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole lot easier to say no to a crew when you've got a list of rules that you've both agreed to. Yep. And so when you ask me for money, this time I'm going to say no, I'm sorry, I don't have it, and i got to finish this before I can collect it from the client. Or yes, I do have it, and I'm going to give it to you. I'll give it to you tomorrow if this list gets done. Right. Every time I say yes or every time I say no, 
is a yes or a no. I don't say, yes, I'll get that for you tomorrow, and then I don't do it. Mm -hmm. I -hmm. say, yes, I'm going to get that for you. Send me an email so I can remember or whatever I need. But let your yeses be yes and your noes be noes and be consistent with that. You're going to make that sub happy. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you want to get our paperwork, we will Mm -hmm. love to give it to you. Talk to us, email us, call us. We'd love to check out the website. uh, Go to the website. We've got uh, June 23rd. We're in Dallas for a live one day. It's called One Day to Win. Uh, It's a really cool thing that we do. We walk you through the paperwork. We walk you through a lot of different things in there. It's a deep dive on a lot of the information. If you're listening to this after June 23rd, go to our uh, website, proservalliance.com. We've got additional ones. We've got Denver coming up in September. We've got some other locations. Yeah. Uh, that that we like to do every Chicago. couple of months. Uh, yeah, that mm. that will be coming in the future as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe hitting a Florida location. So we've got all different Hawaii. We're going to be going to Hawaii. <laughs> That's what I'm talking Sweet. about. Yeah, pass. Float that one to your wife. See oh, if she's perfect. cool with me and you headed to Hawaii. <laughs> uh, so go to our website. Check that stuff out. We walk you through the paperwork. You don't have to wait for one of those. We love to walk you through it. Even mm-hmm. even it doesn't have to be at one of our events. But if you want to come check us out for 99 bucks. And with no, you know, you don't have to hire us or anything else right. to, to do consulting for you or anything, anything major. Come to one of these events. You get all this stuff. Yeah. You get all this you information. You walk away with a lot. Yeah. Yep. So yep. love to see you. Thank you guys for listening this week, and we will see you next week. See you then. Bye. Bye.